With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Though it may be known as America's pastime, baseball has spread across the world. Though the MLB is trying to come back, there is still some money to be made overseas, and Greg Peterson is going worldwide to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. From the return of baseball in the States to daily KBO picks, all the bases covered on the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. So here is the international king of swing. Warm hello, welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. We've got a terrific podcast for you today. Steve Janik, he has been white hot with Rotoballer and doing KBO picks for them. How about 50 and 19 on the year? And all of his picks are free and everything like that. We always ensure that. He is going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be taking a look at today's KBO action. What has allowed him to be so successful when it comes to being able to bet the KBO so far this year and much more. So we're going to have a great chat in the second segment. In the final segment, going to be giving you a signing total on every game for the Friday night slash Saturday morning KBO betting board in a little something I like to call touch them all. I say Friday night slash Saturday morning because two of the games are going to be starting at 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific Friday, and that would be Saturday, 1 a.m. on the East Coast, and then the other three games, they are 4 a.m. Eastern, 1 o'clock a.m. Pacific, so you're sort of in that strange twilight period there. And what else is always good is being able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast. If there's something you'd like me to answer, whether it's from an MLB standpoint, another league like the KBO, Taiwanese league, Japanese league is going to be starting up in two weeks, what have you, fired into my timeline at JRS41. If you fire these in via direct message, aka DM, well, letters DM to me, me does not matter, but if you send them into the timeline, more than happy to give you guys a response. Did not get in any today, unfortunately, so without further ado, let's look back at the five games that we saw on the KBO board for Friday morning. Try to find out a little bit more about these teams and try to find some trends. What happened yesterday? Let's go around the bases and find out. After two straight losses, the SK Wyverns were able to get back to their winning.
winning ways. They have now won six out of their last eight games. They take down the Samsung Lions by a count of 4-1. to one. And the big thing in this one for SK was the fact that when Ricardo Pinto was able to really reduce the walks, he had been just a human walks machine towards the beginning part of the year. He had had at least three walks in four out of his first five starts. In this one, just one walk in six innings, giving up one run, bullpen from there. They're able to hold down the fourth three innings of hitless baseball from them. And for Samsung, they got a pretty decent start out of Daewoo Kim. Wasn't necessarily great, wasn't necessarily awful. He gives up two runs over the course of five innings of four walks. Did hurt him a little bit, and then from there... The bullpen came in, and they gave up two runs over the course of three innings. For Samsung, Tyler Saladino came into this game white hot, and he did wind up going one of three. His batting average has really risen. Right around this time last week, he was hitting near the Mendoza line. He's now at a 276. He was on a huge streak of multi-eight games before two days ago. He had five straight multi-eight games, just won it over his last two days, so seems like he's coming back to earth a little bit. But what else was good for Samsung was... Ha Min Park, he wound up going 3 of 4 for the team, but past those two guys, the team had a combined three hits. And with SK, what else is going to be big for them is getting Jamie Romack going. He didn't have a hit in this one, but he drew two walks. He managed to give the team two runs, so he was still able to give the team a little bit of something. Speaking of giving the team a whole lot of something, that would be the middle of the lineup for the NC Dinos as they just completely shellacked. The Anwa Eagles by kind of 13 to 2. The NC Dinos clearly the top team in the KBO when it comes to record at 21 and 6. Anwa clearly the worst at 7 and 21. And for Anwa, their 12th straight loss in this one. If you're looking for any sort of a bright spot whatsoever, it is the fact that they got Jin Hong Cha to get a pinch hit home run in this one. That was really their only bright spot as the Dinos were able to hit the over all by themselves in this one. Song Bum Na. He has a new nickname. Na 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 Na. Hey, hey, hey. That ball says goodbye. He had two home runs in this one. This guy is absolutely tearing it up. How about a 346 average for our man Na? He now has 10 home runs on the year. Only Roberto Ramos has more home runs as he went deep for the LG Twins. We'll be getting to that in a second. And for NC, how about Mr. Michael Wright being Mr. Wright in this one? Six innings. He winds up giving up four walks, but he had seven punch outs, was able to evade danger. In this one, nobody could get it going for Anwa. She won Jung. He wound up going three innings as a starter. He gave up four runs, all of which were earned. The bullpen from there. They go a combined six innings, and they gave up nine runs, seven of which were earned. So needless to say, that was not necessarily the best of performances. Let's get to our man, Urabeto Ramos. As his LG Twins wind up falling to the Kiwoom Heroes by a count of six of three. And don't look now, but... The heroes all of a sudden have gotten white hot winners of four straight games and they have won six out of their last seven games. And for the heroes, you do have to like the fact that Ha Sung Kim was able to go deep in this one. He had three RBI and with Kim, he's now hitting a 276. That is his fifth home run of the campaign. This is someone with three straight multi-hit games in four of the team's last five games. He has had two plus hits, so he is certainly finding it right now. And then I mentioned it with Mr. Ramos. He goes deep not once, but twice in this one. He's hitting a 368. 12 home runs at 25 RBI for our man Roberto Ramos. He had entered into this game without a home run in each of the team's last five games. Well, he was able to snap that streak, and a streak that is now going is Chengu Lim's non-quality start streak as he winds up giving up six runs over the course of six innings for LG. Bullpen from there didn't give up a run. Meanwhile, for Kiwoom, Wong Tae Cha. He had a very good start in this one. He did give up one of those home runs to Mr. Ramos, but he winds up giving up two runs over the course of seven, seven innings, and then Seng Woo Jo wound up giving up a run out of the bullpen as well, but the Kiwoom heroes, ever since they got rid of Taylor Motter, a.k.a. their Rotten Tamar, 
Potter. They have been doing a very good job. And speaking of a team that was able to do a good job Friday morning, that'd be the Lovete Giants as they take down the KT Wiz, a.k.a. Smiling Blobs by kind of 6 of 4. The Smiling Blobs got down 3 to 0, and they were actually able to claw their way back and get a lead, but then. Well, the Smiling Blobs bullpen happened, and this was sadly one of their better bullpen performances in this one, as they wind up going a grand total of four and two-thirds innings. They give up three runs off, which were earned. That lowered their bullpen ERA to right around seven and a half. It has not been going well for them. Meanwhile, for Lote, John won so. He is a 19-year-old. He winds up going six innings. He gives up three runs in the process. Gave up two home runs, and interestingly enough, Lote winds up giving up four total runs, and three of which were home runs. Kunsu Park, Mid Rojas, and Sungchel Moon all wind up going yard for KTM with Mr. Rojas. He has been white off for this team, despite the fact that the Smiling Blobs have been dealing with a couple injuries. He has really been able to shine. Nine home runs, 29 RBI. He's inning a 4-13, so he certainly has been able to get the job done. But for the Smiling Blobs, it was a bullpen game. As Min Soo Kim, he is a reliever that wound up having to start the game for the team. He won three and third innings, giving up three runs, all of which were earned. So that certainly was a little bit of a black eye. And what else was a black eye was Kia just not getting anything going on offense against Tucson as the Bears are able to hang five up on the board and they take down the Kia Tigers by a count of five to one. In this one, Preston Tucker wound up going one of three. He has been a little bit up and down. He was leading KBO and RBI. He still is tied for the lead with Mr. Rojas with 29 of them, but he certainly has been having his ups and his downs recently. And a guy that is having a up year in general, Jose Miguel Fernandez. Seems like he is cooling down a little bit, but the batting average is now a paltry 438. And they also have been getting a little bit better pitching, Dusan has. They wind up getting six innings out of the arm of Young Ha Lee. He gives up one run, and that one run was unearned bullpen from there, which has been highly suspect. They go three innings. They don't give up a single run. And then Min Woo Lee certainly had a good start to the game for Kia, but then he just wound up getting shelled late in the game as there was a four spot in the seventh inning for Dusan. He winds up going six and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs, all of which were earned. That was really the backbreaker. So that's what we all saw from the KBO Friday morning. Now let's bring on a man that is white hot when it comes to his KBO picks, Steve Janik. He is 50-19 and 19 on the year for Roto Baller. He is going to be joining me next to just talk about how he's been so successful to begin the year and what he's all looking for for Friday night slash Saturday morning's action as on the other side right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. We are back here in Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. It is great to be joined by our next guest. This man has been on fire with the KBO. He does a great job of being able to keep up with a little bit of everything for Roto Ball. You can follow him on Twitter at Roto Stevie J, and Stevie is spelled S T E V I E. And then you got a J at the end of it, Roto at the front, all one word. Steve, it has been a good run for you in the KBO so far this year. It is great to have you aboard. Thank you so much for the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. It's been quite a ride, to be honest, because I've had several people reach out to me and they're like, have you ever even watched a Korean baseball game before? And no, I haven't. I've never even so much as looked at a box score. The only thing I really know about the KBO is that Gung Ho Gung <laughs> came from there because I'm a Pirate fan. Unfortunately, he didn't really work out, but that, that's about all the knowledge I have of the KBO. So it has been quite a ride so far. 
and you've been doing some great work. Everything that you post is on rotoballer.com, and everything is free, so you've been able to get these picks, you've been able to just read these breakdowns that you've been posting up and going into, I believe it was Thursday morning games, 50 and 17, and what has really been the biggest thing that has allowed you to be so successful this year? Because I can tell you from personal experience, it's been a little bit of a tough transition. Last couple of days have been much better for myself than the first half of the year, but what has allowed you to come out of the gate so hot? You know, if I knew a direct answer, I would give it to you. I am not a sharp, you know, I'm not a professional gambler. I really just got into the habit of gambling about two years ago, and then it just became legal in Pennsylvania last year. I've been a baseball fan my whole life. I follow box scores. I just follow the game. So whenever the season started, I, I really went down each team, looked to their big players were, the guys coming back, the guys that they lost. I kind of just went with it after the first couple of days. I didn't put out any articles for the first two days. The first day I posted, I believe was May 7th. And it kind of just took off from there. You know, I read trends, I read stats, I read recent performance. I don't have an algorithm, you know, so I, I can't say that there hasn't been a little luck involved gambling. There's always luck involved, but I, I really just attribute it to, you know, meticulous stat tracking and paying attention to what teams have done in the past. And I do think what is very important with the KBO as well is just taking a look at how a team is trending and jump on them before the progression and or regression has happened. Because as we know, at this time last week, the SK Wyverns, they were the worst team in the KBO. You take a look at what they've done recently. They have won six out of their last eight games. The Anwa Eagles, it's not like they were great to begin the year, but they were 7-9 and nine ever since then. They have lost each of their last 12 games. And how do you gauge sort of these streaks? Because one team that has really been a constant in the KBO, aside from those couple losses against Samsung, is the NC Dinos. But much like you're going to find in the MLB, there's peaks and valleys with these teams. And I think that one of the toughest things is just knowing when to jump on a team and knowing when to cut bait. Yeah, I would say this is probably the most volatile of a sport or a league that I have probably ever seen. These bullpens are, it makes it really tough to gauge, to be honest, because like you mentioned with NC, I think maybe two or three times already this year, I've picked them on the run line because the last three or four games, you know, they won by five, six runs. And then that day they just lay an egg. It really is tough to gauge sometimes with how these teams are going to play just because I've noticed that there's not a whole lot of plate discipline difference between the front end of a rotation arm to the back end of a rotation arm is night and day. It really is coming down to, as the season goes on, at least we're learning more and more about not just the individual teams, but the individual players. So you really have to be able to gauge the value in who is starting based off of the team that they're playing and how hot their lineup is. Yeah, I do think that that's a very good point that you bring up as joining me right here on the podcast. We've got the white hot Steve Janik and Speaking of teams that are white hot, we mentioned it at the NC Dinos, and they've got the best pitcher when it comes to ERA in the KBO right now in Chang Moku. This is someone that is 4-0, 0-51 ERA, five starts. Guys allowed two earned runs, 38 strikeouts and nine walks. He has been terrific, and he's going to be going up against an import pitcher in Chad Bell. And what we're finding with the Anwa Eagles is that they're right around plus 250, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on your book. How do you gauge this one? Because I do think that the NC Dino should be able to pull it out, but laying $3 on the money line is obviously a lot to bear. And at a lot of places I'm seeing right now, you can get a run and a half with the Anwa Eagles, which means that if they lose by one run, you win the bet and you're able to get like right around plus 190 and plus $2. And with Chad Bell going on the mound, I think that might be actually a decent spot to look at. I agree with you 100%. You know, Bell, he was on a pitch count coming back and his first start wasn't really that bad. You know, he went three and a third inning and didn't give up a run. But last time out, he got kind of shellacked through three and two thirds innings, gave up four and runs. But looking at his numbers last year, you know, I really do agree with you that this is a good spot. I still think you can go NC run line here. But I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than people might think because 
they see Bell's recent struggles and he's gone up against NC and NC has been pretty good against lefties so far. So I do think it'll be a lower scoring game and Bell kind of steps up his game after his first two starts. Yeah, I certainly would not have confidence on the money line here with Anwa, even though the money line price is right around plus 250, plus 260. I feel much safer with the run, one run, especially with them being able to get last ups as Hanwha is the home team in this one. And then we also got a battle of two former New York Mets. We'll call them not so greats. And Chris Flexen for the New Sun Bears and Drew Gagione for the Kia Tigers. With Flexen, he's actually been pretty decent out here in the KBO. What you like about him is that he has been able to get a lot of swings and misses. But one thing that really concerns me about him is a combined nine walks in his last two starts. Obviously, that was a big issue when he was at the MLB level with Gagione. He's someone that was a starter at the minor league levels, but when he was in the majors with the Mets, he was a little bit more of a relief arm. How do you see this one as Kia is finding themselves an underdog in this one? Obviously, two import pitchers, and that's why you're seeing a total anywhere between nine and nine and a half, depending on your book. Yeah, this is a tough one to gauge for me because I really do like Drew Gagnon. The first time I watched him, I believe they were on ESPN within the first week, and he did get hit up pretty good. He has such a nasty circle change that I don't think a lot of the hitters in the KBO have seen something like that before. It's tough to gauge. I still think that I like Doosan. I think Kia's offense kind of, you know, was lingering around a little bit yesterday. They had their opportunities and they just didn't hit. I had them first five money line last night and it just didn't work. They, they just couldn't get the bats going. But I do think that they're able to come back with a little bit of uh, vengeance today. But I still think I would take probably Doosan one and a half here. And one team that I think that is a little bit of a question mark as well, that'd be the Lotte Giants because they've actually gotten some pretty decent pitching and they're going to have Dan Straley going out there. Dan Straley, by and large this year, he's been able to do a good job. He had one not quality start pass that he's really been able to get the job done, giving up three runs or fewer in all but one of his starts. And you got a Lotte team that the bullpen isn't going to blow you away, but at the same time, compared to most of them, they're able to hold down the fort and they're going to be going up against a KT Wiz team that they had a bullpen game yesterday. I do think that it is a little bit encouraging that it seems like they're back to a little bit of normalcy when it comes to the starting rotation as Jay Sung Bay is going to be going for them, but I just have a tough time trusting in this KT bullpen with Lotte. They are a little bit of a favorite in this one, and I think that this is a very good spot for them, despite the fact that they have really been lacking when it comes to the home run ball this year. And this is a tough one. I'm actually a big KT Wiz fan. I think their offense, you know, they're top of the league in just about every category, but I think I'm going to go with the KT Wiz on this one. Their team total, at least on DraftKings, is four and a half, and even on the road, I really do like their spot here. Yeah, I do think that this is just such a interesting team because with KT, I think that they might be the biggest boomer bust team out there in the KBO. Mel Rojas has been terrific. He's hitting above a 400. He went deep once again Friday morning. I mean, the guy's doing all that he can with KT. We also know that they've got a couple of the pieces that were in the middle of the lineup to begin the year out of the fold. So I do think that there's going to be a lot of value on KT. I think the big question is when slash if the bullpen turns around because right now they lead the KBO in blown saves. I mean, if this team was even like eighth in the KBL with regards to bullpen ERA, this is a team that would probably have like 15, 16 wins right now instead of being 11 and 16. Yeah, you're definitely right on that. The bullpen is terrifying. It's been tough for me to go with money lines and run lines with Doosan, especially, and KT, especially because of how bad their bullpens have been. Straley, he's had his issues with control in the past, and he's had his issues with control this year. You know, take out the game against SK where he didn't walk a guy, and last game against Doosan where he only walked one guy. His control issues, they worry me. I actually would be targeting KT here 
and potentially the over as well. And to your point with Dan Straley, three plus walks in four out of his six starts. So that certainly is a good point as we do have Steve Janik joining me on the podcast. And Steve, when you take a look at things in general with regards to the KBO, is there a team that you think might be a little bit overvalued right now that might regress pretty soon or vice versa, a team that might be a little bit undervalued that might progress? I just mentioned the KT Wiz. Right now, I'm not looking at them this weekend, but when they get back some of their middle of the line of pieces, which it sounds like they will next week, I do think that there's going to be good value. I can't think that KT is going to go through the entire year with a bullpen near eight. I cannot take them tonight, but I think that long term, KT is a team that's going to be able to make you a little bit of money. And I think that NC is probably going to be one of, if not the top team in the KBO. But with that said, I do think that at some point they are going to hit a losing streak and there is going to be some money in fading them. Yeah, I could agree with that. I would say in this league, I think pitching is typically beating good hitting. So I would agree with you that as much as I enjoy KT and watching their offense, record's not too great right now, don't get me wrong, but I think they'll continue to fade as the year goes on, mainly just because of their pitching. If you had to ask a team that is going to improve. An underdog for me might be Samsung. Their offense has really picked it up recently. If they can get their pitching and hitting to get some consistency together, I don't know what it is. Tyler Saladino is starting to hit the ball. I really think that their rough start to the year, they put it behind them, and I think that they're going to have a nice little jolt here as we start to work towards the middle of the season. I'm glad that you said that. Samsung has really been making a lot of money these last couple days. I believe that they have now won six out of their last nine games, so they're doing well there. Che Hong Cha is going to be going for them. He's got right around a three ERA, so I wound up taking Samsung tonight myself. And is there anything else when it comes to the Friday night slash Saturday morning games that you're looking at? Because I know that you mentioned that the over in KT versus Lotte might be where you might look as well. I know that you're on KT and I'm on Lotte, but I certainly do agree with you on the over just because I do think that KT is going to get their runs. I just can't trust in that bullpen personally, which is why I did go with the over in that spot. And I know that you're someone that you've been gauging a lot of these totals and you've had a lot of success with the overs as well. Yeah, the overs, they're easier to take, especially when you're near the back end of rotations. Saturday's games are going to be, there's a lot of good arms on the mound. I do agree that it's a tough game to gauge, but I think like you said, with KT's bullpen, Lotte had a good game yesterday, nine and a half right now in DraftKings. It just seems a little too low to me with the potential of KT and with Lotte playing a little better recently. I think that one definitely would be the over. I, like I said earlier, I like their team total over four and a half as well. That just seems a little too low to me for an offense of their potential. Another one I do like under with Samsung and SK. Both of those pitchers, you know, they might be a little underrated, but they have been very good this year. Che Hung Choi, he's 3-1 and one with a 3.21 ERA and 1.25 whip. He's only walked more than two guys twice so far this year, and he had a great timeout. He took a tough loss to NC his last time out, but he shut out Lotte in seven innings two outings ago. So I, I do like that under with Samsung and SK. I do agree with you with regards to the over in the KT game. I actually wound up taking over nine in the SK versus Samsung game, but as I'm seeing it right now, it has been rising up to nine and a half in a lot of books. So certainly that half run, I do think is going to be able to make an impact because I could see this game landing right on nine personally. And Steve, I know that you have been just absolutely terrific when it comes to the KBO. You're a man that you do a lot of write-ups with, all the free plays that you give out. And I know that you're someone that, much like myself, you just got into it. You're loving the KBO. So let the good people at home know where they're able to get a little bit more of your work and just what you're doing in general. I post all my write-ups at rotoballer.com. There's a section under articles. Just go to KBO articles. There'll be my betting articles there. We have a great DFS team that has been killing it in the KBO as well. We're a smaller site, but we put out fantastic content. We have some real big names in the uh, fantasy industry. That's where you can find all my articles. And you can find me on Twitter 
like you said earlier, at Roto, R-O-T-O, Stevie, S-T-E-V-I-E, and then the capital J. I haven't been as active recently. Life's been a little bit busy, but I post all my plays. I post afterwards, recapping everything. Had a bad day on Friday, but you know, with pace I was on, I was due for some regression. I went 0-2 on Friday, but we're looking to get back into the swing of things here with some good matchups. Hoping I can get back on the winning track. Steve, as I'm seeing it right now, you're at 50 and 19. So you know what? A rough day and maybe being a little bit inactive for an afternoon or two. I think people will be more than happy to forgive you with those sorts of results. As It has been a great year for Steve and he has been doing a great job of tearing it up in the KBO. So big thanks to Steve Janik of Roto Baller for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. Coming up next, it is that time's podcast, which I give you a signed total on every day on every game on today's KBO betting board as we punch them all. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. Big thanks to the White Hot Steve Janik for joining me in the last segment. Doing a great job with Roto Baller with his KBO coverage. And now it is that time of the podcast, which I give you a side in total on every game on today's KBO betting board as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Note that any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRSCourty1. As per usual, this is a situation in which you are betting on the team and the team only, unlike in the MLB. The only place that I've seen that you are able to place pitcher-dependent bets is at Pinnacle, so if that updates, I will let you know, but as of right now, you're pretty much betting on the team and the team only, so... Let's say that you've got the Doosan Bears against the Kia Tigers. You're betting on Chris Flexen, and he's going up against Drew Gagnon. Let's say that Drew Gagnon gets replaced by Party McFarderson, and the Doosan Bears, they trot out their Pikachu from the Hanwha Eagles crowd to pitch for them. Well, you're stuck with Pikachu and Farty McFarderson. Yes, we are using some very, very strong language here, but with that said, just want to get the point across, and we're going to be going in Las Vegas radiation order as per usual. This begins with 304-611-304-612. Tucson Bears going to be playing mostly Kia Tigers. If you're looking at the Kia Tigers, anywhere between plus 120 and plus 130. Meanwhile, with the Bears, you're laying anywhere between minus 140 and minus 150. Your total on this game is 9, and the juice is all over the place. The over is anywhere between minus 120 and minus 137 and that means that the under is anywhere between even and plus 117 if you're looking at your starters for this one just mention them chris flexen is going to be going for the Doosan bears meanwhile for the kia tigers it's going to be one drew gagnon and gagnon has been highly inconsistent so far this year 395 era two and three record last time out he got shelled by lg he wound up going four innings giving up five runs all of which were earned in his previous two starts he went a combined 13 innings that did not allow a single run meanwhile Chris Flexen. He really has been hurt by, for one, the fact that he has had his walks issues, which I mentioned a little bit earlier with our good buddy Steve, and for two, he wound up giving up two unearned runs against the Lotte Giants. That game went to extra innings as a result. He wound up getting a no decision in that one, but if you do take a look at Flexen, seven walks rendered in his last 11 innings, that no doubt is a little bit of an issue. Now, he is a very good strikeout pitcher. So far this year, he's won 31 innings, 28 punchouts. That's one of the better marks that you're going to find out there in the KBO, but we also know this with two on. The bullpen looked good yesterday, but for the year, it has been hot garbage. They've got a bullpen ERA hovering right around 7. With the Kia Tigers, it's not necessarily great, but it's not necessarily terrible. And you gotta think that Preston Tucker is gonna be able to pick it up a little bit. This is someone with 29 RBI on the year, 8 home run. He has been able to do a very solid job with the team. 
Ho-Rung Kim, he has been back in the fold for four games with Kia. He's got two leadoff home runs already. He has been able to make a big impact with this team. Channel Park, he has been in a little bit of a hitting funk, but he is one of the quicker guys you're going to find out there in the KBL last year. He had 39 stolen bases with this bunch, so I do think that he's going to be able to pick it up with that regard. And then you take a look at Dusan. This is a team that has a guy that's hitting a 438 and Jose Miguel Fernandez. We also had a lot of guys that were banged up about a week and a half or so ago for Dusan that are back, like a J-L-O. He is hitting a 350 on the campaign. Only three home runs, but you got to think that that's going to be picking itself up a little bit. And if you take a look at the bottom of the lineup for Dusan, hitter 7 through 9 yesterday, all had at least one hit. That is something that very few KBO teams are able to feature. And I do think that this battle of two Mets, let's face it, not so great. I think that both are going to give up a couple runs. I think that the bullpens do get lit up a little bit as well. But I do think that in the end, Kia is going to be able to pull it out because I do have a little bit more faith in their bullpen. And I do think that Flexen and his walks issue starting to rear its ugly head. And I think that's going to be the difference in this one. So we're going to be taking this total over and we are going to be taking the plus price here with the Kia Tigers. We move on to 304-613-304-614. The NC Dinos are going to be hitting the road and they're going to be facing off against the Anwa Eagles. Eagles are a very, very massive underdog in this one. You're able to find them at minimum plus 260. I'm even seeing a plus 290 out there as well. If you're looking to lay it with the Dinos, you're going to be laying anywhere between minus 320 and minus 350. Your total on this game is 8.5 pretty much at all spots. You were seeing a couple nines a little bit earlier. Those have all turned to 8.5. On the 8.5, over is just anywhere between even and minus 115. That makes the under anywhere between minus 105 and minus 120. Going out there for the Anwa Eagles, it is going to be Chad Bell, and you're going to be getting the top pitcher with regards to ERA in the KBO among starters. Chang Mo Ku, and Ku has really been a coup for the NC Dinos. He has been absolutely terrific. 4-0, 35 innings pitch, 38 strikeouts. With that said, I do think that there is going to be a little bit of regression coming in. He did have two starts ago, four walks, so he can sometimes get a little bit loose with the command. I do recognize that for the year he has been very solid. He's had one walk in three out of his last four starts, so he certainly has been rock solid there, and I do think that Chad Bell is going to be able to find it a little bit as well. I know that we were talking with our good buddy Steve, and we both think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. With Bell in his last start, went three and two-thirds innings against the Wyverns. You tell that he was not himself. He had five walks in that one, and walks certainly was an issue for him during the 2019 campaign. 63 walks over the course of 170 seven and a third inning, so certainly something that I am keeping my eye on, but I do think that he's going to be able to get the job done here. It felt like Anwa wound up throwing out there a couple of their less than stellar bullpen arms and saved them for today because they knew that yesterday's game was a little bit of lost cause with the NC Dinos. They've got a bunch of guys that are starting to rip it up. Aaron Altera has become Aaron Alteraistic. He had a home run once again yesterday. He has now had three home runs over the team's last five games. He is certainly starting to heat up with this team. Sungbum Na. 10 home runs, hitting above a 340. Minwoo Park, he has really been able to get things cooking as well. He's hitting a 333. List goes on and on. But for Anwa, you did have to like the fact that you did see a little bit of production a few days ago from Inwon Jung. This is someone that's all hitting a 289 for the team. It's not like he's been laying the world on fire. But 20-year-old, that is showing a little bit of promise. You also have something at the top lineup in Young Koo Lee. He's hitting a 284. He's got some
got some pretty solid wheels. On-base percentage is hovering right around a 400, so he has been able to get a little bit of something going. I do think that's encouraging. Now, the big key for this team, Jared Hoying, their foreign-born position player, hitting a 209 this year. Last year, he had a 284. Year before that, 306. He had a combined 48 home runs in those two seasons. He has a three so far this year. I do think that he's going to be able to get a little bit of something going in. I think that this is going to be a start in which you're going to get two starting pitchers that give up two runs or fewer. I think that this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm not sure if Anwal is going to be able to pull it out and get the win outright, but with them having last at-bats, they are going to have an opportunity if they're down two or three to be able to cut it to like a one-run game. So I'm going to be taking the run line here with Anwal. If you're looking at the Hanwha run line, you're going to be getting plus 190 or plus $2, which means that if they lose by one run or win the game outright, you win the bet. And that's something that's very appealing because I don't know if I want to be putting my chips in the middle on Anwaz stapping this 12-game losing streak, but them to lose by one, very appealing. So we're going to take the run line here of Anwa, and we're going to be taking this total under as well. We move on to 304-625, 304-626. If you're noticing the jump in numbers, that's because those two games are set to take place 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time Friday night, and these games are now Saturday morning at 1 a.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. Eastern, so that's why you're seeing a little bit of a jump, and it is going to be the Kiwoom Heroes, and they are going to be playing us to the LG Twins. If you're taking a look at the LG Twins, they are the favorite in this one. You're going to be laying with them anywhere between minus 135 and minus 140. Meanwhile, the plus price that you're going to be finding with the Heroes, they are anywhere between plus 115 and now seeing a plus 125. So the LG Twins at a couple places have moved to minus 145 as I'm doing this podcast. And the total on this game, you're going to be finding it anywhere between 10.5 and 11. On the 10.5, the over is just a minus 125 and the under is plus 105. If you're looking at the 11, the over is just anywhere between minus 110 and minus 120. The under is anywhere between even and minus 110. And your starters in this one, going for the LG Twins, you are going to be having Tyler Wilson. And Seung-O Lee is going to be going for Ki-Woom and for Lee. It certainly has not been a good start to the season, to say the least. His last time out against the KT Wiz, a.k.a. Smiling Blobs, Two and a third innings, and he got lit up like a Christmas tree. Gave up three home runs, eight runs, all which weren't. When you record seven outs, then you give up eight runs. That's not necessarily a quality start. That's putting it very politely. Then you take a look at what Tyler Wilson has done for LG. Certainly has been a fall-off after he had a very nice 2019 season. During the 2019 campaign, 14-7 and seven record. Gave up seven home runs at 185 innings. He's given up three and 29 and a third so far this year. What you do like about Wilson, though, is that he does a good job of being able to limit the walks. A combined one walk in the team's last three games. So, he's not going to put people on base cheaply. With the Kiwoom Heroes, they certainly have been able to heat up with their offense, especially with what they've been able to get out of Ha Sung Kim. This is someone that has really been able to get things going after a little bit of a rough start. Three multi-hit games in a row. He wound up being able to give the team a bunch of RBI a few days ago, so you like that. Pyongyang Park is still struggling a little bit. Led the KBO in home runs last year. Sitting just a 222 with six home runs so far this year. I think that he's going to be coming around at some point, but he's got just one home run over the team's last seven games, so he certainly has had a little bit of a funk when you take a look at the bottom of the lineup for the Kiwoom Heroes. It is starting to do a little bit of a better job, but you take a look at their seven through nine hitters. All three of these guys are hitting a 215 or lower, so they certainly do have a little bit of liability down there. And then you take a look at the LG Twins. You've got to love what you're getting out of Roberto Ramos. He is leading the KBO with 
regards to home runs. He had two of them once again yesterday. Hunsu Kim, he has been in a little bit of a funk recently, but his funk has left him with a 367 batting average, so he still has certainly been able to get the job done there. Chun Wong Lee, he is someone that's hitting at 272 for this bunch. He's 31 years old, but he still has some pretty good wheels. He's already got five stolen bases so far this year. I think that he's going to be fine, but then you take a look at the LG Twins as well. Bottom of the lineup, you do have quite a bit of liability there. Kanam Yu, he is hitting a 256. He's been able to find it in recent games, but hitters 7 through 9 on this team. You've got two of them that are hitting a 225 or fewer, and then you've got Young Tag Park. You just don't know what you're going to get game to game out of this guy because he's 41 years old. This guy is anxious regardless of what level of baseball you're playing. I do think that this is going to be a lower scoring game, but in the end, I think that Tyler Wilson's going to get the job done, and the LG Twins, only team in the KBO with a bullpen ERA that is below 4. So for that reason, we're going to be taking the LG Twins in this spot, and we are going to be taking this total under. 304-627-304-628. The Lute Giants are going to be playing host to the KT Wiz, or as they are called on this podcast, our good friends, the Smiling Blobs. If you are taking a look at our good friends, the Smiling Blobs, you're going to be getting a plus price. They are anywhere between plus 110 and plus 125. Meanwhile, with Lute, they are anywhere between minus 130 and minus 145. Total on this game, it is a little bit all over the place with the juice, but it is at 9.5. With the 9.5, you are going to find the over anywhere between even and plus 108, and that means that your under juice is anywhere between minus 120 and minus 128. Action Dan Straley is going to be towing the rubber for the Lote Giants. Meanwhile, Jay Sung Bay is going to be taking the mound for the Smiling Bobs, and Jay Sung Bay is saying, Hey, baby, my EOA, it is going way up as in his last start against Kiwoop. He somehow got the win despite the fact that he gave up seven runs, six of which were earned, but he was able to get the win because KT has just been possessed when it comes to runs per game. They and Dusan lead the KBO with that regard. They're both averaging more than seven runs per game. It was a good point that was brought up by Steve in the last segment as to how many walks per game Dan Straley has given up. He's given up three plus in all but two other team starts so far this year, but the strikeouts have been there for Dan Straley. He has had at least five strikeouts in now four of the team's last five games, so I'm actually impressed by that. One and two record, but a 270 ERA with Lote. They've got a decent bullpen with the smiling blobs. They had a bullpen game yesterday. This is a team that the pitching has been absolutely awful, but the offense is mashing, and that is led by one Mel Rojas, who is hitting a 4-10, eight home runs, 29 RBI. Guy's been terrific. And they've got a three-hitter in Young Ojo, who's 30 years old. He's got as many career KBO home runs as Greg Peterson, but he's hitting a 400 this year. So he certainly has been able to just find a way to get on base. Sing Chel Moon, he wound up going yard for the Smiling Blobs yesterday. He has a 324 batting average after he had just a 200 last year. He is a 29-year-old that is really coming into his own. Multiple hits now in four of the team's last six games, so he certainly has been able to get things going. And then you take a look at Lote. This is a team that they were struggling with regards to home runs going into their game a few days ago, but they all of a sudden have five home runs in their last three games. Dale Lee is finally getting it going. He has been able to hit for average all year long, 333 batting average, but he has now been able to go yard in two of the team's last four games. That, no doubt, is huge for this team. You've also got Chi Young An. He has been able to give the team right around a 260 batting average. Now has two home 
home runs after he had just five all of last year, so it seems like he's starting to come around. What is going to be big for the team is Dixon Machado. He led off the year with a great start. He had like a 350 or something like that batting average for the team's first eight games. Ever since then, he's been hitting right around a buck fifty. but he's had a hit in each of the team's last two games. That is big because in the previous three, he had as many hits as one Greg Peterson, so needless to say, that was not necessarily great, and we know this with the smiling blobs. That bullpen is just terrible. They wound up giving up a lead once again Friday morning. I do think that this is a spot in which the Smiling Blobs are going to be able to get to five, but I think that the Smiling Blobs bullpen, they're going to give up five. So for that reason, we are going to be laying it here with the Lote Giants, and we are going to be taking the total over as well. And we wrap things up with 304, 629, 304, 630. The SK Wyverns are going to be playing those to the Samsung Lions. If you're taking a look at the Samsung Lions, you certainly do want to shop accordingly as they are anywhere between even money and minus 115 so they are a favorite in some books they are an underdog in others and that means that with the wyverns they are anywhere between minus 120 and minus 105 so you certainly got a little bit of a tricky one there your total on this game it is ranging between nine and a half and nine if you're taking a look at the nine the under is juice of minus 123 and the over is plus 103 juice so you've obviously got a little bit of awkwardness there meanwhile if you're taking a look at nine and a half over is juice of plus 105 the under is minus 125 for the Samsung Lions in this one. It is going to be Cheong Cha and it is going to be Jonu Park that is going to be going for the Wyverns and with Park he has been a little bit all over the place this year for SK. He has given up three plus walks in two of the team's last three games multiple walks in three of the team's last four so that certainly is a little bit of an issue. He's also given up a home run in three of the team's last four games and I like the way that Samsung is ascending. This is a team that was hurt by injury a little bit towards the beginning of the year. Tyler Saladino was just absolutely terrible at the beginning of the year but ever since that rough start he has been able to pick it up now hitting at 276 for the year. He has had multiple hits now in five of the team's last seven games. You certainly do like to see that. And then with the Samsung Lions as well. Something else as big as being able to get a little bit more out of a Dung Yeo Kim. He hit just a 215 last year. He's not hitting right around a 257 this year. He's got five home runs this season. After last year, he had six for the entire campaign. He has cooled off a little bit recently, but I do think that he's going to be able to pick it up. And then with SK, this is a team that has been dealing with some injuries and just flat out underachieving from Jung Cha along with Jamie Romack. Both of these guys have a combined five home runs after each had 29 apiece last year. They were both in the top five in the KBO with regards to total home runs. With Romack, he's still hitting a 269, but obviously that lack of power has certainly hurt them. And then when you take a look at the Wyverns at the bottom of the lineup, you don't know what you're going to be able to get from game to game. If you're taking a look at it, you've got a guy in catcher Hyung Run Lee who's hitting a 300. That has obviously been a nice sign, but the other hitters that are seven through nine. They are guys that either have not had a lot of at-bats or they are hitting below a 225. So that has obviously been a little bit of a issue for the team. And then with Samsung, I do like the fact that they've got one of the top bullpen ERAs that you're going to find out there in the KBO. One of the only ones that have a bullpen ERA south of five with SK. The bullpen has been decent as well. I do think that Cheong Cha, the 25-year-old that's going to be going for Samsung, he is getting figured out a little bit more. He did give up seven runs, five of which were earned in his last start. But with that said, I do think that the Lions offense is also a so I do think that you've got a couple of parallels here. I do think that Park winds up getting hit hard by Samsung. I think that Tyler Saladino is going to have a big game. I do think that Samsung is starting to ascend as an offense. So for that reason, we're going to be taking the Lions as even money slash a slight favorite. And we're going to be taking this total over as well. And that will wrap things up. 
for the Friday night slash Saturday morning edition of the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself, Greg Peterson. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, fire it into my timeline at GNRS41. A big thanks to our man, the White Hot Steve Janik of Rotoballer for joining me in the last segment. Hopefully you're all safe, healthy, and doing well. I'll talk to you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.